This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, um, it's a lovely Tuesday here. Not really. Yeah, it's kind, it's kind of, of gloomy. It's a dreary, gloomy Tuesday bad. here. Yeah. Fall is definitely here now. It is. But that's all right. It's football season. It's Roll. football weather. Yeah. And uh, Matt, I was I was looking. Uh, of course, Mike Tomlin had his news conference today, his press yeah, right, conference. Right, right. And there was no information gleaned whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, I, I saw this article uh, by Dan Graziano on ESPN, and it, it got me to thinking. It, okay. it, the article is the 2023 NFL Best Value Contracts and Rookie Deals at Each Position. Mm, okay. And it got me thinking. I, what, I saw it and didn't click on it. I was curious about that, yeah. What are, no Steelers were mentioned in this particular okay. piece by Graziano. Would, would he pick one running back, one tight end, blah, blah, yeah, blah? Yeah, he just yeah, went okay. through position by position. But I, I, I wanted to look at the Steelers roster, uh, and I'm looking here on Spot Track. We're going to talk um, finances here a little bit, huh? Yeah, okay. a little finances here. Who is doing the job for their money and who isn't? Okay. You want to go through everyone? Yeah, why That's not? That's a good bye week we thing to kind of do, right? we got time right. here. It's a Tuesday. Might even be a two-segmenter, but let's do it. Uh, so T.J. Watt leads his cap. T.J. Watt's cap hit this year is 29 point, basically mm-hmm. $29.4 million. Let's explain real quick, though. Cap hits can be a little misleading depending on how the contract is. His base salary is 20, but what he counts against the cap this year. Okay, I think that's the best way to do it, too. It's, that's 12.8% of the cap. That's perfectly fine with me. I am 100% yes. in on that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that he's worth every bit of that. I know there was some some Steeler fans out there like, wow, whenever the contract hit, that's an amazing amount, you know. It's a going rate. He's worth every penny. We've seen the defense with and without him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's, drastic. Yeah, I think the case is pretty <laughs> strong. I mean, wouldn't be hard to be his lawyer in this case. No. Uh, the number two paid guy on the team, in terms of cap hit, is Chooks Akora for $13 million. That sounds terrible. You know, I mean, boys, he's not the second best player on the team. Tackles aren't cheap, and when he hit the open market... He was going to get that or more if he would have hit the open market. I, I should also note that this doesn't count guys who are on injured reserve. Okay. So, okay. so guys, Cam's not available. Right now, Cam's not available. Deontay Johnson, those guys aren't. Those are both bigger hits. Yeah, because okay. obviously they're not. you're not getting the value out of them if they're on IR mm-hmm. right now. Um, that's a tough one for me. You know, like if you told me after the season you could cut him. That's the way I'm looking at it. I know that all these contracts don't work this way. They're all, you know, some of them are up after the year, but... Could you save thirteen million by cutting Chooks after the year? Would you do it or not? I'm kind of torn because replacing him wouldn't be easy. That's not his fault, but you do have Dan Moore on the team who could be a right tackle at a fraction of the cost, and then use a second round pick on one or whatever. So I'm going to say no, not worth the money. He's five point seven one percent of the salary cap. Yeah. But if he were on the open market, I think he'd get more than that. I will say this. He never misses. He, he's always available. That's important. I mean, That's he important. is just out there all the time. He's uh, younger than you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a thing today. In fact, we'll get to it when we do the uh, power rankings. Um, but somebody, like the guy who does power rankings on NFL.com, you know, the offensive line would be much better if Chooks Okorafor would stop getting penalties. And I'm like, has he been highly penalized? I went and looked. I'm like, Steelers in general have not been penalized. No, he's got, he's got two penalties this year. It's not too bad through five <laughs> games. I mean, <laughs> okay. And one of those was for the for the uh, uh, he uh, the guy who was supposed to be outside of him. 
Oh yeah, one of them lined up the, on the line of the illegal formation. Yeah. It's not him. He's, he's not illegally in, in illegal formation. He just lined up at right tackle and got a, <laughs> a flag thrown at him because yeah. nobody else lined up to his right. Yeah, so he has one penalty. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to hold that against. Now, him. Now he's got a couple other ones that have been called, but they haven't been. They've been declined. Like okay, so those don't count. They don't. By the but, way, the Steelers' offensive line has, I believe, one holding penalty this year. Now, of course, really? has it. He's the one that got it. But one. Well, they've also faced by far the toughest slate of defenses in the league and some elite edge rushers. Yeah. I mean, elite. Uh, James Daniels is $11.16 million. That's 4.87% of the salary cap. It's not a slam dunk, but I don't have a problem with that. And as a rule of thumb, spending money on the offensive line, if it's questionable or not, I'm always going to side towards give the player the money Yeah, uh, because of that position. Minka Fitzpatrick. $7.93 million, 3.46% of the salary cap. If it was double that, I think we'd have a conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's stealing. Yeah, yeah. Now, his... They re- I mean, some of these guys give There's some restructure in there, so, you know, that lowered his cost for this year, mm-hmm. uh, but... But we can, we're not going to break down 53 players' no. contracts and exact, you know, where they got their money and whatnot. So, is he worth that cap hit this year? 100%. Times 1,000. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Uh, Mason Cole right now is six point nine million. That is three point oh two percent of the salary cap. I'm going no on that. I, I think he's taking a step back this year. I think they need to find a center in the offseason and his eventual role here or elsewhere is the better version of BJ Finney that we talk about. You know, the yeah. the guard center fourth guy in the ideal world. I don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Trubisky uh, at six million is two point six two percent of the salary cap. I'm sure many are like, no. I think the answer is yes, one hundred percent. Yes, you're back I mean, quarterback, and <laughs> like it. This is going to lead me down another tangent, but like, how on earth do the Bears, who had the most cap space in the league <laughs> when the season starts, have Tyson Badgett as Tyson Badgett as your backup quarterback? I mean, that was your plan. Is your sixth or seventh round pick out of the small school on the planet is going to back up your guy? That's not even a surefire start. Well, I mean, like the, it's, and it, the problem is, is, is he's nothing like your starting quarterback. Well, that too. I mean, that drives me crazy. Like if People you had Malik Cunningham. Right. All right. Now we're talking. At least, right, right, at least right. you can run the same offense. Exactly. I, I think that's part of it. But I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor. I mean, somebody that's been around the block that could help mentor could be a yeah. Trubisky that a sounding board, a sounding board. And sixty-nine starting quarterbacks started a game last year, <laughs> and we're quickly going down that road now. And it's the middle of October. I mean, the Browns are on number three. Yeah. How do you? That's why Mitch is worth the money, is my defense. 100%. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Boswell is $5.64 million. That's 2.46% of the salary cap. He's definitely worth it. But do you happen to know off the top of your head, if you don't, don't look, don't look it up. But is he a top three, five? I think he's top ticker? five. Yeah, yeah I, I know he's near the top, not number one. And he should be. He's had one so-so year. Levi Wallace is $5.48 million against the cap. That's 2.39%. I'm going to say no on that too. I think you need to upgrade there. You know, and well, that's again, a different. That's a different that's conversation. A different con- I was about to say is too. he worth what he's being paid right now? As we sit here, I mean, has start, he played up to that? That's like Chooks. I mean, a starting tackle is that's the going rate or more. The thing, the thing that you notice here quickly 
is that they don't have a bunch of guys making a gajillion dollars. No, now, Deontay Johnson and Cam Hayward are on IR right now, mm-hmm. so they're not in the mix here. But even with that, you're, you've only got five guys making more than $10 million on the Which gives you a lot of freedom, too. Like, yeah. conceivably, you could cut Chooks, Cole, and Wallace and go sign somebody big or different replacements or whatever. I mean, well, there'd be, of, dead, there'd be dead money There would be, now. I know, I know. But, I mean, but you have... You you do have a lot of cap flexibility. Um, I don't think he's worth that money, though. I mean, I think he's also kind of the Mason Cole conversation. I think he's had a down year that he's trending the wrong direction, and he's not as athletic or fast as I want on the edge. I mean, I'm down on the secondary across the board, not name Minka. Larry Ogunjobi is four point nine three million. That's two point one five percent of the salary cap. Great. I mean, that's, I don't want to say it's a bargain, but that's a nice deal for a consistent, I don't know if I'd use the word consistent with him, but a contributor that's valuable, that ideally plays 45 snaps a game, something like that, and stays fresh. So well, that's, that's what he's playing much, now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, playing like 65% of the defensive snaps. Yeah, but I mean, Cam's been out too. And, yeah. you know, I mean, so, no, he's valuable. Uh, Alex Highsmith. Only counts four point four one eight million dollars against the cap this year. That's stealing. <laughs> I'm, I don't know his contract off the top of my head, but it has to spike like it crazy. Will, yeah, it will go yeah, up. Yeah, 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 go up in future. There'll years. be a, a conversation this time next year. Patrick Peterson is four point two two five million dollars. He's a no for me as well, but I think he's being miscast. Like I would love to see him not line up outside the numbers and. Somebody has to be out there. This is the problem that I have with all the Joey Porter stuff. Now, you just talked about Levi Wallace. Yeah. Now you're talking about Patrick Peterson. There's only one Joey Porter. You can't clone him. Oh, I know. (laughs) I mean, if it was my call, and I'm not in the meeting rooms, of course, Porter would be my left corner, Wallace would be my right, and Peterson would be my do-a-lot-of-stuff-at-safety slot stuff. And I think he'd be better at that. I don't think he's worth I think that we're, money. We're, we're getting to that point. And this is, you know, yeah. again, when people talk about, oh, Joey, how can Mike Tomlin not name Joey Porter Jr. the starter? How can Terrell Austin? He's moved it. He started in the dime. Mm-hmm. Now he's moved into the nickel. Yeah. What defense do they play the most? The oh, nickel. nickel and dime. Yeah. yeah. Right, 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 right. He's going to be yeah. out there 80% of the time. I mean, in this game upcoming, I, I mentioned it yesterday and I double checked it. No team plays a personnel group more than the Rams play 11. Right. I mean, they're going to have three receivers on the field like 92. Of the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. The most of anyone in the whole Joey league. Porter Jr. probably. He might play every snap. He probably plays his most snaps of the year this week. He almost has to. Yeah. I mean, he might play every snap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he might yeah. not be in the goal line. People but. are complaining. They're not thinking this through. They're complaining just to complain. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Well, people think that four defensive backs on the field is what people do all the time. This isn't the 70s. Right, right, right. Yeah. It, it isn't. Uh, Plus, Isaac's, the Steelers play a ton of dime. Isaac Samalo, $3.6 million. That's 1.58% of it's the... It's a great contract. Yeah. That's very worth it, yeah. Najee Harris is $3.55 million. Uh, that's 1.55% of the, of the salary cap. I have no problems with it whatsoever. The conversation will be, do you pick up the fifth-year option? Now, that's a totally different story. I think he's played well this year. I, do too. I just don't I do think too. that they've been consistent. They haven't been able to run the ball consistently enough because of inconsistencies elsewhere on offense. I think the ball carriers are the least of the problems. I would one hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, yes, I have no problem with that con with his contract on a rookie deal. 
the fifth year option is a different story. We'll see when we get there. You know, uh, Montrevious Adams is three point two three two million. Quietly having an exceptional year, I would say. It's one point four one percent of your salary yeah. cap. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, some of this is because he is out, just behind Ogan Joby in terms of snaps. That's played. what I'd say too. He's yeah. playing a ton. He's not four, you know, four defensive backs on the field, nose only. You yeah, know, he's doing a lot more than that. And it'll get cut down, I'm sure, when Hayward returns and as Benton gets more. Yeah, he'll go back to playing part. 45% of the snaps mm-hmm. instead of 63% or whatever. But I think he's done it well. Uh, Kenny Pickett is 3.197% of the salary cap. That's 1.39%. It's stealing. I mean, that's <laughs> it, whether he has a good year or a bad year, it doesn't matter. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL making 1%. Of the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it. Uh, Allen Robinson is... Uh, $3.082 million. That's 1.34% of the salary cap. See, this is a little bit of a glitch in it's our tricky. exercise, yeah. though, because if you said Allen Robinson is my 12th highest cap hit or wherever, I'm guessing that we've gone through yeah. 10 names or so, I'd say, no, he's not worth it. But is he worth that small amount of money for this year, what he brings to you? Yeah. I mean, and so does Peter. I mean, so most of these are yeses by that regard yeah. in that, you know, the. They aren't huge cap hits, to your point. This isn't the Chargers where you're like, is Khalil Mack worth 18 million cap hit? <laughs> well, he's really good, but 18's too much. You know? Yeah. Uh, Broderick Jones is 3 million, 1.32%. Yeah. I mean, all the rookies are incomplete be extremely grade worth it, though. Cole Holcomb, 2.72 million. This is probably the best part of the exercise is the inside linebackers. Yeah. You know I mean? 1.19% of the cap. I mean, that's. Yeah. I, I mean, we could add it up, but I mean, Holcomb plus. Alexander plus uh, Roberts is probably five percent of your cap. I'm guessing at I'm just, most. I'm just looking less. here. It's you're looking at like if he's the most in he's terms under of two. in terms of spending spending here six about seven million dollars for those three for, th- for the three for one whole position group basically yeah. taken out. It's great. I mean, they're getting more than that out of them for the sure. Bears paid Tremaine Edmonds eighteen. I think yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I mean, I'd trade any one of them for Tremaine. Of course, that's not. But the, that's not the issue. Again, you can't clone him. You can't clone him, and <laughs> you can't say I'd trade Cole Holcomb for him straight up. Of course you would, but would you tra- trade Cole Holcomb and sixteen million in cap space for him? Right. That's no. A, that's a different. <laughs> right, right. It's a completely whole different. different. World. Right. Right. Uh, Nate Herbig, two point five four million. That's one point one one percent of the salary cap. I think that's the going rate for a, solid, a strong backup. Yeah, yeah a solid yeah. backup. Uh, Miles Killebrew. Is two point four eight two million. That's one point oh eight percent of your salary cap. And people might say, "Well, he never plays defense." I don't care. Yeah, that's what you you got to pay if you want to have these special teams. When people mm-hmm. when when they signed Derek Watt, oh my God, I can't believe they signed the fullbacks that much. Can't look at him just as a fullback. I was going to mention Watt. I was going to mention Matikavich's deal Those guys when he get, left yeah. here for Buffalo. I think he made four or five. Yeah, and I, I think mean, Watt was making four or five. He was making th- they they both got three. Okay. Okay. So even less than Killebrew, though. And I think Killebrew not only is the Steelers' number one special teamer, but I think he's probably one of the top seven or eight in the league. And I don't study them, but this is his kind of reputation, yeah. you know. I mean, it's huge. You, you, yeah. the, you're going to see it this week when they play the, the Rams, a team mm-hmm. that doesn't have any veterans on their special teams. No, not at all. I mean, and, it, may show, it might show up bad, it might not, but it's yeah. like more likely to show up bad. I finally found their their punt yardage, uh, punt return yardage against. They're, they're allowing 14 and a half yards per punt return against. Are they really? That's why they're so bad. Uh, okay. That's what's I mean, killing that's, their that's special atrocious. teams. That's really bad, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Landon Roberts is $2.332 million. That's 
just we kind over, of already talked about him. Yeah, just over one percent. High quality. You're getting good money spent there. Demonte KZ is two point one two five million dollars against cap. That's point nine three percent of the cap. So again, I mean, he's like Allen Robinson to me in that. Should they look to upgrade over that position in the offseason based sure. on what we've seen? But you can yes. do it because you're not paying these guys big, Exactly. Big but money. the investment, are you getting your money out of it? Yeah. You know, two different stories. Pat Fryermuth, $1.64 million. That's the beauty of drafting well. Yeah. You know, like if this if this draft class hits, you're going to have a couple of those that are real bargains. Keanu Neal, the other side of that uh, strong safety tandem mm-hmm. that's uh, playing, Manning, that's $1.54 million. That's 0.67%. That's such that's, a small amount. Yeah. He's yeah. making the same amount, of, basically, against the cap as George Pickens. Okay. I mean, who's, who's on a second-year player, obviously, right? Uh, we don't need to go much farther. I would say, I mean, when they're this cheap, they're almost all yeses. I mean, Dan, yeah. Dan Moore uh, costs them $1.11 million against their cap. He's, that's gold. He's your starting left tackle. That's gold, yeah. I mean, even if he's your sixth guy, it's gold. I mean, if Jones goes past him next year at this time, whatever it is, you know. So, absolutely. And what's nice is there isn't... Allen Robinson with the Rams, you know, like yeah, where he's making twelve right. million dollars. Like, man, you're like, I oh. can't believe we signed that deal. Yeah. You know, and, and you're just having to live with it all the time. None of those are bad deals, and I'm sure you could get out of many of them easily if you wanted to. Even so, let's take a look at Cam Hayward. Say, what about Hayward? Cam Hayward's twenty two point two five million against the cap. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. No, I mean uh, I, I've seen no signs of his play declining. No. I mean, this is the lowest, I guess, his stock has been just because he's been out of sight, out of mind. But he's been missed. missed. Him. They've he's, been missed. Him. He's been right. missed. There's no doubt about that. And there's certainly more to the table he brings than just rushing the passer and stuff. Run too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the Steelers recognize that as much as any teams do. The same thing with Deontay Johnson. Sixteen point three million for Deontay Johnson. That's, That's cheap. Se- Seven percent of your salary cap for your number one receiver. Mm-hmm. And yes, folks, he is still their number one receiver. Yeah. You know, like. Jacoby Myers is having a really good year and is playing up to his money, which I didn't think he would for the Raiders. And he was the highest paid free agent receiver this offseason. And I think he's getting like 18 or 19. I don't think it's that high. Might be right. I thought he was like 11 a year. Okay. I think he, you know what? You're right. Because he was projected based off the last few years to get like 18 to 20. Yeah, it was three years, $33 million. Okay. Okay. So I would rather have Deontay than him, but I, I didn't pick a good example then. I was trying to think of some of the guys that have been on the open market that are making more than Deontay currently. Now, Devontae Adams, on the other hand, well, sure. that, is not playing up to his contract this year. Well, what's his worth? It's like $25 million. He's doing pretty good. Really hasn't, if you look at the numbers. I mean, he killed the Steelers. He, he had a, a game against the Steelers. Yeah. Since then, he's done nothing. Yeah. Now, some of that's quarterback-related. Right, right. But... I mean, I, you know, I, but that's the going. That's the going receivers rate are for receivers. I mean, there's a lot of receivers in the league that are 20 plus. I mean, their problem is they're paying. You got Myers. You you, you also well, have Renfro planted. You also have money Renfro out there. Who uh, doesn't see the field? He's got the same contract basically. If you remember that Deontay Johnson has. Yeah, I think they signed him around the it, same it, time. I yeah. mean, Johnson's maybe a million dollars a year more. Yeah, but that's a, the same neighborhood. Yeah, and that's a that was deal. a bad deal. That's why they can't trade him. Yeah, I mean they're. He's a little bit overrated and is way inflated contract wise. He's not overrated. Renfro? He's money Renfro. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see the field. But no, that Deontay contract's a very good one, actually. 
Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I, you know, I, I just look at this. So you have to look at everything through that prism. I know mm-hmm. people, well, he, he's not, he's not worth this. That guy's not worth that. You don't. If you, I mean, if you study the market and you want to come talk about that, we can, but study the market first, please. Don't just say he stinks. He's not worth that money. Like I'm sure there's people going, how on earth could they have paid Chooks that much? Think about when you did it. As I say, when you did who it. Was your, who was your right tackle going to yeah. be? And decisions shouldn't be made of, well, if we don't pay him, we're never going to get anybody else. You know, like the Daniel Jones decision. Yeah. Like, well, if we don't pay him, we're never going to have a quarterback. Yeah, you will. You'll find someone eventually. But the going rate for Chooks on the open market would have been every bit that. I mean, if he was a free yeah. agent. You'd be paying somebody who is probably a much uh, a lesser player than mm-hmm. Chooks Akora for. You wouldn't have uh, given Orlando about, Brown $20 million. Yeah, about 6 or $7 million against your Mm-hmm. And wanting to replace him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the kind of deal that would be. I mean, tackles are brutal. Really? They, yeah. they really are. That's why you, that's why you, you do have them. to draft them and you do have to develop them. Mm-hmm. And when I say develop them, that means you have to be patient with that development. Mm-hmm. That's the other side. So everybody's on the, why Why would they possibly start Dan Moore this week in, instead of uh, Broderick Jones? First of all, that decision hasn't been made yet. Mm-hmm. Secondly, however, maybe you just don't want Aaron Donald lining up opposite Broderick Jones about 15 times on Sunday and, you know, saying, okay, here you go, kid. No, I get it. Take on this guy one-on-one. I mean, my vote, and I'm not in the meeting rooms, would be to go to Jones, just like with Porter. I mean, I think they've shown enough and I've seen enough of the incumbent that that would be my decision. Now, if he doesn't know his assignments or well, see, that's mental That's errors, the part of this that nobody else is privy to. Know, right. Yeah. Even, even if you're at practice every day, you don't know that probably. You know, I mean, that's the thing is there's more to it than who's the most talented guy. I understand that. But, it's, it's all about figuring out who who's who gives you the best chance to win this particular week. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can look at it like I'm fine work looking at it through the prism of boy they just got a murderer's row of edge guys to start the season like a rare you know Garrig you know Babe Ruth et cetera coming right at you. But at this point I don't think you can be like man. That they got a really good defensive lineman because there's not going to be many layups that you. Don't. Oh no, I get, <laughs> you know I get I mean? that. Yeah, but I, there's also no purpose to announcing it. No, oh, no, there's definitely isn't. The, you know, the, oh, give Sean McVay. Well, hey, bum, now, bum, bum. hey, yeah, Tuesday, uh, Mike Tomlin announced that Joey Porter Jr. and Broderick Jones are going to start. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, let's uh, let's drop a game plan that we can run at these guys all the, the entire game. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to rent the Goodyear blimp and you know, <laughs> sail it over L.A., you know. There's no reason to tell anybody, right? <laughs> and a Monday practice is just that, a Monday practice. It was an extra practice yesterday. Everybody freaks out. Well, damn, Moore's at left tackle. It, that okay. doesn't, it doesn't mean yeah. that he's going to be the starting left tackle in this game. And what I gathered of it, someone asked him, hey, how you feeling? He said, good. I was you know, running, running with the ones and happy. Like, that's well, he was asked of... if he was running with oh, the okay, ones. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't so, know how the question was phrased yeah. or whatever. But, okay, that that's, doesn't mean he's the left tackle from now until eternity. No, it does not. There, as Mike Tallman said, that that's still to be determined. Okay. So so he said that today. Yeah. Gotcha. So we'll fig- they'll figure it out. Um, I'm sure they will. That's why they get the money that they get paid. Mm-hmm. The coaching staff, all, you know, they don't do this – well, what can we really do to tick off the fans this week? <laughs> They're trying to win the games. Yes. That's the idea here. Try to yeah. win the games. What do you need to do this week to win the game? And I don't have a problem with Dan Moore, especially like for, you know, for this exercise, the money he's making, he's one of the bargains out there. I mean, because he's the a biggest, tackle yeah. that can start really at two spots, I would imagine, if with a little more seasoning at right tackle. He'll probably start at four. 
Probably four. Uh, I'd hesitate to say guard. I think he could be the best at guard, but they have two guards, and I just haven't seen it, so I don't know. But, I mean, I think he's in the last in the league as long as his body holds up and yeah. play a lot of snaps here or elsewhere for the next six, eight years. Yep, I, I agree. We're going to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets. You can also visit online at shop.steelers.com. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, uh, just a, a little over an hour ago, the Rams signed running back Royce Freeman mm, uh, yeah. from their practice squad to their active roster and then signed their former, their former uh, running back, Daryl Henderson, to their practice squad. I didn't realize he was unemployed. Yeah. But, yeah, mean, he's, he's another one of those guys who just runs a thousand miles an hour into the into, line of scrimmage, and, and yeah. yeah, it doesn't last, and he is fast, bricks. and yeah, not real, <laughs> not real big either. So I know where you're going with this. I mean, they're down two backs, yeah, them from where where they're supposed to be. You don't make these signings unless you really think that you're not going to have the other guys available. Yes, and Kyron Williams has impressed me. Like coming out of Notre Dame, I looked at he didn't test very well. He was a team captain; everyone adored him. You know, came, comes in, does all the dirty work, special teams, all those type of things. Love them, but I always thought of him as like a third back, maybe a second back. And he's played really well for them this year, and clearly their best back, and gets a very high snap share. You know, uh, doesn't rotate in with other dudes all year. So he's a bigger loss than you would think for them. I think he's got like 300 more rushing yards than anybody else on the team already. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a big discrepancy. And then the other dude who got hurt, what's his name again? Rivers. Rivers. I didn't know much about, obviously. Um, but he's played very little and got hurt in that last game, too. But he's the guy that's been active. Yeah, you yeah. Know. I assume he plays teams. I'm just guessing on that. But Zach Evans is going to be the starter this week, it sounds. I mean, I think, is that safe to say? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so... Well, I mean, was, they could start Freeman. I would say free, those other guys have been around the block. They don't. They're not known as special teamers. Part Freeman of the problem is, is like Freeman's been around the block. Like he's oh, never, yeah. never been a guy. No, no, and he's been beat up too. And same with Henderson. They're both pretty unreliable. But Evans is interesting. Um, Evans was a highly, highly recruited kid that got in a little bit of trouble in college, transferred, tested really well, had some spurts of really impressive play in college in particular in the the whole draft process. I thought he'd get drafted higher than he was. Ended up going the sixth round from what I remember. And we'll see. I mean, I assume they don't trust – I mean, usually when rookie running backs don't see the field, they're not special teamers. They don't trust them in protection. They trust their ball security. I'm sure there's all those things are questions with this guy. So Kieran Williams has played – uh, 82% of their offensive snaps. Which is a massive number. Huge number. That's a rookie nausea year type of number. And that was Cam Akers, who they've traded since, mm-hmm. since traded, uh, was at 28 snaps. Yeah. I remember, they traded him after like the first or, two yeah, weeks, yeah. yeah. Rivers has 40 snaps overall. That's mm-hmm. 9.73. 
And then Zach Evans has played six snaps. Six, yeah. Six snaps. That's six. the guy they're going to start That's this week. That's the dude, yeah. And he's played nine special team snaps. If At least Rivers, it looks like, was a core special team guy for them. I wonder, my hunch is just knowing Evans' profile, he might be a McFarland kick returner only special teamer. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know that he's running down on punt team and stuff. Yeah, so, I mean. So he has six offensive snaps under his belt. He's going to be the starting running back. Potentially. Because so, yeah, as we yeah, saw yeah, last yeah. week with, with, with the situation with Arizona, everybody just assumed that mm-hmm. uh, what's-his-face was going to. Yeah, the dude with the long name. Um, he didn't barely because have Ingram any Ingram wasn't active the He was before. like the third down back, and mm-hmm. then they they you know brought some other guys in the mm-hmm. carry ball. So it wouldn't surprise me if Royce Freeman is the guy wow, okay. in this game. And again, just like we were talking about in the last segment, Sean McVay doesn't have to rent a blimp and send it Announce over. Announce it or yeah, anything or, like that. Over the south side for the whole world to see either, so. I don't know that it matters all that much, but certainly Evans is going to play. Whether he's the guy and is an 82% snap share guy, I'm sure he won't be. But you want to see what he can do in protection, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 I mean Royce Freeman, is uh, he has appeared in 68 career NFL games. He has 394 career carries for 1,473 yards. He a 3.7 Yards per carry average. Mm-hmm. This, He's a bigger guy. He's like 220. This running game isn't going to to hurt you this week. Well, if you're in the, the – I mean, if you are the captain of the running backs don't matter ship, you might disagree. Just because – the only reason I've, I'm fighting you on that is McVay's scheme sings up so well that it hasn't mattered in his career who the running back is. They've always run the ball well. When he has Gurley, they run the ball best in the league. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the difference between... Well, let me just say this. So, Royce Freeman... I don't since, think Freeman's good. Since the, the 2021 season, has not averaged more than three yards per carry. Wow. And it's been 2.6, 2.9. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even at his best day, I always thought of him as kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Like, he was pretty good receiver, pretty good blocker, a little bit elusive... Kind of explosive. This, this is like uh, uh, so. When I when I say that the running game isn't going to hurt mm-hmm. you, I'm talking the running game isn't going to consistently churn out yardage against you. Will I would they, hope not. Will the Rams maybe have a, a, a 15 yard run in this game? Potentially. Yeah. And if that happens, it's largely because I think the Steelers will be playing the pass. More oh, than yeah, the again, run. they're going to be in 11 personnel the whole time. I'm going to let them run. Hey, yeah. go ahead. Try to run the ball with these guys. We'll mm-hmm. make the tackle. You are not. You know, you don't have game breakers out there. No, I said that the, the backs won't get a lot of yardage on their own. If it's schemed up, maybe they do get four or five yards of carry against lighter boxes and you have to adjust. I mean, I assume that's what McVay is going to shoot for. If you're going to play with a lot of lighter personnel, if you're living in dime, which I'm sure the Steelers will play a lot of dime in this game. They're going to Dare try him to run. run the ball. Dare him to yeah, run the yeah, ball. Yeah, but you're going to have to stop it with smaller personnel. Yeah, I'm just uh, so Zach Evans, five eleven, mm-hmm. two hundred and two pounds. So he is a smaller, he's a smaller guy, type yeah. back. Um, Some of his highlights are impressive, but he's very inconsistent. Yeah, just the the comp As a here, college player. I'm I'm looking here at the Lance Airlines. Uh, right, they have his testing him. on there too. I think he tested well, from what I remember. It doesn't look like it's on him. Isn't he must. I'm not seeing all the uh, okay. the, the testing on no, him. Yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, but his, his comp on him was Melvin Gordon. Uh, he averaged 6.9 yards per carry in college, but that was at Georgia. Well, 
Did he start at Georgia and end up at Mississippi? He finished at Mississippi. Yeah. yeah okay. I think he was super highly recruited, went to Georgia and then Mississippi. Yeah. Well, his first season at TCU. Um, okay. And he didn't go to Georgia. I think he went to TCU and Ole Miss. TCU and then Ole Miss. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen TCU. I know what TCU's offense is. Mm-hmm. It's just spread them all out and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Handoff draws to the running back. Like, that helps your your career average. Like, Oh, sure. And- I mean, I mean, yards for carry in the college doesn't level. mean anything. Doesn't mean much, right? Doesn't mean anything. I just, um, I kind of liked him coming out of school. I thought he'd be a fourth or fifth rounder. Um, I also think there was some. The transfer was more. I don't know how to say this, but they didn't mind him leaving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing here of note that Lance has is fumble rate is concerning. Yeah, that's a good point. It was definitely a negative on him. I think he had some. Uh, injury red flags too coming out of college. Yeah, so, so. He's, he's fast, but he'll fumble. Mm-hmm. So, I, you want to challenge him every way you possibly yeah. can. I mean, this is really he's played six offensive snaps. I mean, and we're yeah. halfway through October, and the guys ahead of him weren't superstars. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're yeah. reaching here, searching mm-hmm. for guys here, and it's not. Uh, so, I, I again, I want to dare them to run the football. And I think mm-hmm. every time that they do try to run the football is a win for your defense. Yeah, I mean. I don't want to get to the extreme where you're letting them get five, six yards. No, of carry, no, not right. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think this the is a Kapuka guy that you situation is dangerous. I think this is a guy when you talk about tackles for losses, especially with their offensive line play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he may have a couple carries where he gets some yardage. Yeah, yeah. But if you you know every time you you get him for a run of one or negative one or anything, that's mm-hmm. a huge win for you. Agreed. Now I don't know if I want to blitz this team or not. Because Stafford's been around the block and has handled it well, and you don't want to allow a big play in this game, I would think. You'd much rather they matriculated the ball down the field with the run game. Um, but if I can get him in any kind of protection, like I'm thinking of Landon Roberts or Alexander on blitzes, I think he's unlikely to be up for the challenge in protection. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I want him yeah. trying to block somebody. I, yeah, That's the thing I can't get past here, like, are they going to use him as the chipper on T.J. Watt? See, that's what I'm thinking because the more – I've studied the Rams a lot in the last 24 hours, and s- since – you almost have to look at him with Cup and without. So without Cup, it was Puka, like, unbelievable. I mean, yeah. remember, 20, Costly, you know, yeah. 20 targets a game, craziness. But since Cup's been back, these are off the top of my head, Puka and Cup over two games – have combined for like 70% of their targets. But what's interesting is they still live in 11 personnel. So Atwell's still running. He's not blocking anyone anyways. Yeah, he's right. as big as my right leg anyways. I mean, he's not going to be a blocker. And Higby is running routes at a very, very high percentage of the time. He just hasn't been targeted in the last two weeks because they all go to Puka and Cup. Well, where I'm going with this is only what leaves one good blocker. If, if yeah. they keep that strategy up and they're going to throw those four eligibles out – Evans is going to be your sixth blocker, and that would worry the heck out of me. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing about Williams. He's not big, and he I know like pro football focus will tell you he's not a great protector, but the people at Notre Dame thought he was like the best protector ever. And, you know, I mean, yeah. like that coming out, at least he he's very willing. And willing. Yeah, willing yeah, yeah. And has done it. He sticks his face in all the time. I don't um, know if Evans yeah. will or not. The Steelers are blitzing at a 36% rate this year, yeah. which is actually top 10 in the league. It's not like, you know, it's not Blitzburg stuff. Right, right, How about right. this? 
the Vikings are blitzing 57.9% like, of the I time. I think they're like 20% higher than anybody else or something crazy. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen one that high. It's crazy. He's blitzing on every play. Yep. Brian Flores is just going, okay, we can't cover anybody. That's exactly what he's saying. Just go get the quarterback. We don't really have good players, so we're just going to create chaos, good, bad, or ugly. It's exactly what he's doing. It's almost comical. The Patriots are second at 43.4%. Okay. They're kind of, I think they're kind of saying the same thing. Like we're we're a mess right now. We got to yeah. create big plays. I, even when they were right, though, they trusted Gonzalez and those. They liked their corners when healthy, and then when their corners were not, they're not getting a pass rush. So it's kind of both the bad worlds. Yeah. Real quick, I want to talk about Evans real quick though, because I think this is the case with him, but it's almost always the case with a four or five star recruit. No one ever asked him to block. Right, <laughs> you know what it's I mean. Always, anytime he, well, even if you look, he's the six snaps he's been on the field. I think he has three carries for six yards. Yeah. So yeah. when he's been on the field, he's carried football. And, and even at the college level, he was a big get for TCU or Mississippi. I mean, he didn't go to Bama, and they want him touching the ball. He was a big fish in a little pond. Yeah. He's not blocking, so he has very little history of it's it. It's kind of like Anthony McFarland. Anthony, yeah, Mc, exactly. Anthony McFarland. People don't know this. He was like a top three running back recruit when he went to him and J.K. Dobbins were the top ones yeah. in the class. Yeah. yeah. I mean. You know, people forget these things. That's a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I want to make him block as as a often lot. as possible. Yes. Um, and if they want to try to send Higby out, I want to. I, I want to make them play left-handed. See, I wonder if do that's things the, that they're not yeah. used to having to do. Yeah. You know, back to your original conversation. I bet I know Freeman's got to be a better protector. I mean, yeah. he's been around the block. Whether he can get any chunk yardage, like Evans, to me, if he gets in the open field, is much more dangerous oh, than yeah. Freeman. Yeah. I mean, he's an explosive young leg guy. At least Freeman knows who to pick up. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's done it. He's played more right. than six snaps. So I wonder if they bring Henderson up for this game. You think one of the? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because at least I mean, he's. None of them have a special teams background. No. But they may not care. They well, Freeman, Freeman actually has played some special teams for them mm-hmm. this year. Has he? Uh, but it would surprise me if, uh, like, Henderson's a, a game day call up. Could be. And because He's familiar. You, you have to have more than two. You have to have more than two. Yeah. But, and, you know, especially when your one is a six snap rookie. Yeah. Yeah. It might just be he that. He knows the offense. Like, it's not like it's going to be, you know. Maybe just, you know, McVay just kind of yields to the running back coach. Who do you trust? You know, right. as we get in, because I can't, I won't learn these things during the practice week. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to learn them on Sunday. <laughs> well, you're gonna, you know, like, can we trust the kid or not? Yeah, I, I don't know yet. I mean, how can I possibly answer that, Sean? I'm not. We've never given him a chance. But you don't want to learn at the expense of getting yeah. Matthew Stafford broken in two. Yeah. So let's at least have Royce and Henderson. There. I think. I think turnovers are gonna be huge in this one. Yeah, I do too. I mean, because Stafford will throw it to the other Stafford team. Stafford will throw it to the other team. Yeah. You got a young running back who will put the mm-hmm. ball on the ground. Um, yeah, I want to hit Stafford. I don't. I, I don't know what Stafford's. Uh, um, in terms of his ball security, I don't know what is when he gets when, sacked, and fumbles, and all. That I, I don't. Stuff you there. know, I don't think he's Dak Prescott. Mm-mm. But they haven't allowed a ton of pressure this year. I mean, it's. I think they're like middle of the road with. Sacks allowed, pressures allowed, that type of stuff. Yeah. And a lot of that's a quarterback stat. He knows where he's smart. Yeah. No, I understand. You know, yeah. But he will stand in there. He will stand in there and take hits. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do that, well. We even talked about some Steeler tendencies he, for he does, over a he, week. He hasn't, he hasn't fumbled this year. Hasn't he? Uh, but he had five last year, five the year before. Earlier in his career, this is what I thought. I say he was a wild star. He had a couple yeah. years with 12. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Like one of those led the league with 12, 12 fumbles. That was back in 2013. Lion years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
when he was just getting, he was constantly under siege. Oh, he got beat up bad early in his career. So yeah. interesting. Make him remember that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know the numbers, but he is noticeably worse when pressured as opposed to not. And I think they can get pressure on him. I might add those those five fumbles last year were just in nine games. Mm, okay. So he's probably yeah, that's he's Probably a little due for one here. Yeah, that makes sense. Having uh, no sacks or no uh, fumbles through six games this year. So. so we haven't talked a lot of Steeler tendencies in over a week, but teams are attacking the Steelers deep downfield. Yeah. Like I don't know that that's the Rams' game. I think it's more scheme up cup and Nakua and get it out and don't ask your line to go long. You know, like I, I bet that the his time to throw isn't super high or super short, but I don't think they're going to want him holding the ball in the pocket for long-developing routes. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, let's get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, fans, you can check out Yin's Chat's regular season challenge each week, answer uh, Steelers trivia, and make game day picks for a chance to win signed helmets, jerseys, footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL Draft. Log on to the Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance at this week's prize. You're going to like this one. Mm. Uh, This week's prize is a T.J. Watt signed jersey. Wow. And two tickets to the Steelers Packers game uh, on that November twelfth. Be the best 12th. giveaway yet. That's an That's a, awesome one. Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not going to give you the question yet because the questions don't start until tomorrow. Okay. But get them Steelers. Yeah, get the Steelers mobile app and start answering these questions, and uh, you have a chance to win a TJ Watt signed jersey and, and two tickets, two tickets to the Steelers Packers game. Wow, I bet people will be hitting that hard. That's kind of a big good deal. stuff. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of hitting it hard, the Eagles have oh. been hitting the waiver wire hard. <laughs> yeah, they're not in a good spot at the moment. They, uh, they went out and signed uh, Julio Jones today, uh, which would Strange. be the ghost of Julio Jones. Yeah. I mean, he um, couldn't run the last two stops. He's replacing Quez Watkins, who's hurt. He mm-hmm. went going to IR. That, that's, Very different players. That, that so. is not apples to no, apples. No, <laughs> that's pineapples to papaya, you know, to something else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Watkins is your speed guy over the top, and... You know, Julio can't run at all anymore. I, I don't know what the allure is there, but who knows? Yeah. Um, so you got that going on. I also wanted to make note that um, two two quarterbacks from teams the Steelers have upcoming here on the schedule after this game against the Rams. Tannehill, mm-hmm. who they play in three weeks, is yeah. dealing with a high ankle sprain. Trevor Lawrence, who they play in two weeks. Uh, he was limited in practice. They he's wearing a knee brace. Yeah, they played. They played. They Thursday. played Thursday night. It, it sounds like that's a true fifty-fifty. Yeah, you know he got hurt at the end of that game. Not to mention, now I think about it, Richardson could be out for the year. That, Richardson's the out. It looks like he's right. out for the year. At least that's what yeah. their owner's saying. I, I forget when they play the Titans. Is that sooner or later? That's that's in three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. Yeah. So Tannehill could be out. That's and, iffy for that one. Yeah. yeah. Like I hate he, to say this, he this had early. the ankle. He had the high ankle sprain last year, and mm-hmm. he missed. He was, I think, he was back by the third game, but then he was quickly back out of there and he needed surgery. So I nah, wonder if they take a. Well. Yeah. They now also have two two they young two quarterbacks, young pups, right? That maybe they take a longer look at this. They're two and four right now. I know it's not a Vrabel thing, nor would it be a Steeler thing, but the smart move for the Titans is play the, the young guys. Yeah, you know, pick one or. 
give them both a chance the rest of the year, whatever it is. Willis looks better than he did last year, but still, I mean, last year he was a year away from being a year away, and now he's a year away. Um, but he's ahead of Levis, which yeah. I, th- I guess you could take two ways. Is that I mean, just Willis at least day? had a good preseason. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, who do you trust if Tannehill gets hurt in game? I think Levis missed a bunch of time in the preseason. I think he set did him too. behind. I think he did too. Their so, problem now, however, is this: the trade deadlines at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. There was talk. Well, maybe somebody will trade for Ryan Tannehill. You can't. You're not trading for him while he's hurt. No, I mean, Atlanta's the obvious potential one yeah. there. Maybe even the Jets. But yeah, that's kind of where it's going with this. If I'm the Titans, tank's the wrong word, but build for the future is the right word. You know, like, hey Baltimore, hey KC, do you want Derrick Henry? You know, do how about Tannehill and his big I don't know contract? Anybody could afford him at this. That's point. the thing. That's These the guys thing. Are old Those guys are making a really ton of money. Expensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tannehill's up after the year, but he's making a lot per month or per week right now. Yeah, um, and so is Henry. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to almost do a, a contract restructure with them to mm-hmm. to get that to to happen. Yeah, but again, you're you're not trading Tannehill when he's hurt. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I just look at this through through a Steelers line. Like if Trevor Lawrence. Even if he does play against the Steelers in two weeks, if he's if, if he's got a knee issue, no, it's going to linger for a while. He's yeah, not going to yeah. run around a bunch, he's which a, is one of the things that makes him more dangerous. Yeah, like people might not think of him in this light because he's six six, but he moves very very well. Yeah, and is a really smooth, good runner. I mean, kind of like how Herbert beat up on the Steelers last year. You know, you give him that big lane, he's going to get ten slide hurt you. You know. Speaking of uh, Justin Herbert, I'm about done with Justin Herbert in terms of being a star quarterback. He looks the part oh, yeah. for, I don't know, 58 minutes of a game. <laughs> uh, he is the part. And then when it comes down to crunch time, he's a charger. And he charges it up. Isn't it amazing, like in our lifetime, they've had three and maybe even include Breeze, who wasn't Breeze yet. And I think Herbert, they're top five-ish quarterbacks. And nothing to show for it. You know, Fouts yeah. was amazing. Rivers was unbelievable. I mean, I'm a big Herbert uh, it, fan. It, it, it's fantasy football numbers. That's yeah. what they put up. Yeah. They put up fantasy numbers. They don't win games. Yeah. I mean, they tried to run the ball, couldn't. You know, I mean, they're two and three with that roster. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's inexcusable. And much like we talked about yesterday on the show, where veteran coaches – take the points when they can get the points. Especially a game like that. That was a grinded out, every point matters game. You're down 10-7 in the mm-hmm. third quarter, and they pass on a field goal that yeah. would have tied it. You know what the first half of the game was like. It was 10-7. I was going to say, like, you might have came into that game thinking, It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. But then read the room. Right. You know, like, boy, points are hard to come by. They're not moving the ball effectively against us. We're not moving yeah. effectively against them. But he goes for it on fourth and one and gets stuffed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they the pass on a field goal. Too. Right, exactly. And they lose by three. And they lost by three. <laughs> that's yeah. that's how coaches get fired. And, and, folks, to pull back the curtain, this is not Monday morning quarterbacking by Dale because as it happened, I get a text from Dale Lawley saying they're going to regret that decision before they even didn't get the fourth. Yeah. You know, like, you should have kicked the field goal. Kick the then field they kill, goal. Then they, yeah. And, in today's NFL, and we'll talk about this in the next yeah. hour, and we talked about it a bunch yesterday. In today's NFL, when you have a chance for points, take the points because that's the way the league is going right now. Yeah, and 
I'm really leaning that way too. And by today's NFL, people probably mean high flying. They, they assume that's that. what I mean. That's that's not what the it's league is right now. Is. It's really hard to move the football right now. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get to another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. Oh, yeah. Take a look around at uh, who the hot waiver wire pickups are this week. Take a look at their streaming defenses as well. Uh, get an early look at uh, this week's schedule right after this. Six bye weeks. 